I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Rebel Preview Show sponsored by Bet365. My name's Marcus Speller, Jim Campbell's here. Hello. And Luke Moore's here. All right. Let us get underway. Hello, everybody. It's football time. It is indeed football time, gentlemen. Is it football time, Marcus? My goodness, isn't it just? (laughs) Ticky-tock, Jim. It's it's always football time and we're in the room together. (laughs) (laughs) Ticky-tocker. Before we talk about the Premier League, it's safe to say that I got the Championship playoff semi-finals wrong. Yes, you did. It's not easy being uh, hashtag Morstradamus, is it? Mm. Marcus Dramus. Yeah, Uh, I mean, that's even hard to say. (laughs) I can't even say (laughs) it. Nostramarcus. Yeah, there you go. Nostramarcus. Mm. What what actually happened was the total opposite of what you predicted. Yeah. Yeah. It couldn't have been more wrong. Uh, It's all right, Jim. Deary me. Saying Paul the Octopus would have had a, you know, as, as good a chance. Yeah, the, yeah. the late great Paul the Octopus, yeah. rest in peace. I thought it was it, it was a shame. Um, but there we are, well done to Reading and Huddersfield. Yeah, yeah. dramatic scenes. They're thrown into the most important game in the history of mankind. I've got no, that's what it'll be billed as, no <laughs> doubt. I've got no beef at all with Reading, um, other than you know the occasional dig for comedy purposes. But I would bloody love to see Huddersfield in the Premier yeah, League. I think it would be, be quite, great. Absolutely, the story the story's a bit nicer, isn't it? I was really gutted for Wednesday as well, because to lose on penalties like that, you have this whole season of positivity and then it comes down to a single moment where suddenly the whole thing's been a failure you know it's, it's, that that's, must be tough to take psychologically that's football isn't it it's, well, yeah. it can be pretty dramatic I mean Huddersfield are a proper sleeping giant as well I mean they won the, won the, like the old first division in the 20s mm. you know it's fantastic to see so hopefully they'll, they'll get back up there I'd like to see them do it Jim get a load of this I used to support Sheffield Wednesday that's the truth is that true did you? I, I did it's the well, final sorry. day of the Premier League I, season I, I, you on can't Sunday. brush over that what's the story there yeah. this, is, uh, this is some sort of um, 90s nostalgia <laughs> vibe isn't it it, I've got the kits to prove it. Yeah, as well. there we go. That's, that's, a, I, that's a revelation. There's a chance that I've all, I've supported one of your clubs. There is a chance. Is, are a are chance. you talking to us or the listeners? Everybody. Everyone. <laughs> no, absolutely everybody. Wow. Lover of football, me. Mm. Um, it's the final day of the Premier League season this weekend. Uh, a little reminder, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for something that we will do on, uh, on on the podcast at the start of next week, that we did our predictions at the start of the season. We put them in an envelope. They are going to be de-enveloped uh, at the start of next week we'll be reading them out or opened <laughs> yeah. if you like yeah, I've wanted to be a bit more dramatic Tudor do you want a little rundown of a reminder for the listeners of what we actually predicted upon fire away uh, we did <clears throat> Premier League top four mm-hmm. in, in order um, where will Leicester finish top goal scorer most red cards first manager sacked PFA player of the year which Prem club will go furthest in the Champions League? And I'll tell you now, a little pre-promotion exclusive. Don't give it away. I've got one of them right, at least. Have you? Because <laughs> I can remember. I can remember. Well done, yeah, well yeah. done. So That's I, I, most I, red cards for an individual player. But the problem is, um, uh, Marcus and Jim, I fear quite badly that I've got a lot of them terribly, terribly As wrong. we all do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, naturally. So there we go. But it, sometimes, though, if you, if you get close, you know, you've had a punt and, you, and you're nearly right, that's good enough. Yeah, I think so, yeah. You know, considering. It depends on the others do, I suppose. That's very true. <laughs> um, Chelsea are playing Sunderland on the weekend. Now, pre- this almost doesn't seem fair, does it? <laughs> do you know I mean, it's like the people that made the fixture list, they've waited, like they've done a real long game gag here. Yeah. They're like, this is going to pay off, this is going to pay off. Let's, let's have Sunderland away to Chelsea right at the end of the season. That'd be funny, they'll get battered. Oh, this, no. this, isn't, uh, this is hardly even a game. It's more of a lovely day out for everyone yeah. associated with Chelsea. Was, yeah, it's like a testimonial for themselves. <laughs> would, you be surprised, their season. would you be surprised if David Moyes didn't even show up? Not really. If he thought he would irritate the fans more, then he would stay at home. He does seem <laughs> intent on that, doesn't he? Reiterated again that um, <laughs> that he said in August they weren't good enough. 
Yeah, right, right, after, I, right after the Arsenal defeat, he said I, that. I have no association with Sunderland at all, but I'm, I'm I, I feel for the fans. I, I, I can understand why they're sick of that. He's not exactly stood up and led, is he? <laughs> I mean, he, he, you're right. He did reiterate after the Arsenal game that he's thought all along from August reminded us that from August he's thought that they were going to fall short. Yeah. <laughs> what I love about that is he's basically said, "Well, I've told you so," and I'll explain why. I didn't think. You know, in the last final few weeks when we were going to go down, I thought, you know, we're in trouble. Yeah. I've always thought this. Yeah. It's, right it's from like, the start, I thought we were doomed. It's like when managers are asked, oh, what went wrong and all this other stuff. You half expect David Moyes to go, a fate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was all wrong. It was the... written in the stars. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there, 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 it was there, the will was... of the gods. What could I have done in, <laughs> with this whole season in front yeah. of me? I don't know. Well, do you think? I mean, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna have a, a dreadful time at Stamford Bridge, aren't they? The only, yeah. the only sort of slither of, of a chance they've got is if Chelsea. And you can't imagine a Conte side doing this. But mm. anyway, just just indulge me for a moment of Chelsea just treating this as, a, like I say, a massive day out, yeah. a walk in the park, a lovely old time for everyone to parade the, t- the trophy around or whatever. And and Sunderland somehow do what Crystal Palace did and beat them because they've taken their afterboard a yeah. little bit. I mean, I don't even believe that myself. I'm just putting it out there yeah. to tick the box for the record. Mm. I think though, you've got players in there like uh, Michy Bachelet and uh, Nathan Ake who want to, you know, they've still got quite a bit to prove. If John Terry plays as well, he's, you know, it might be his last, well, it will almost certainly be his last game at Stamford Bridge. So he's going to want to, you know, go out with a bang. I think they'll probably be quite fired up. Do you reckon they'll party dish out, for the fans? Do you reckon they'll dish out a few? I don't know. I haven't checked the stats, but there might be a couple of players who need a game to get a medal or whatever. Yeah, maybe. So maybe. It'll, it'll roll out, roll a few. Of those. I don't even, I don't even know how they still do that because in, in Europe now, don't they just give you a, an amount of medals and you get to choose who you give them? Oh, to? Right. Um, I believe that's the case. Anyway. Okay. So I'm not sure if that, if that is even the case, but I suppose Conte might might want to play some sort of fringe players for this game. How many do you think Ronaldo demands for Madrid? Oh, yeah, I'll have, <laughs> I'll have ten, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want one for every goal. I've yeah. I heard. Or, or when the box comes with the medals, he just grabs. It, I'll decide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah, because I've won all these for you lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've heard that Chelsea though because you're right I think we could see like a, an odd decent performance from Sunderland make it difficult to score against like they did against Arsenal but I've heard if they do get a penalty they're going to bring on Claude Makélélé yeah there we go <laughs> you'll miss it you'll miss it yeah. but he got the rebound you know um, obviously if Chelsea win they'll, they'll notch up how many 93, 93 points it's not points. a record though is it 95 is the record held by uh, Mourinho's Chelsea in his first season 93 points is a fantastic tally. But can you, ma- can you imagine Mourinho giving him a bell? Just wanted to... Uh, hi, Antonio. Um, <laughs> is oh, it five points for a win? That, I that just, isn't, is I it? Just, I just wanted to ring you up and congratulate you on your title win. Uh, oh, thanks for it, Jose. I really appreciate that. Mm. Oh, just quick, before you go... <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, many, uh, how many points do you get? 93. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Oh. This is Sunderland. If you do think Sunderland are going to upset the odds and, and, and you know... I mean, like, I mean, it would be the most futile result in history, but... Um, <laughs> 18 to 1 with Bet365 to finish their season with a bang and beat the champions at Stamford Bridge. £10 returns, £190 including the stake. A lot of money on return there, and for good reason. For very good reason. <laughs> Arsenal face Everton yep. in uh, possibly the most intriguing game of, of the weekend for, for some. Now, this is great, and, and I think we all want this to happen, unless. You, well, I think Arsenal fans would as well. Um, if Arsenal were to draw one all with Everton and Middlesbrough won 2 0 at Anfield, that's the tricky bit, um, <laughs> yeah. we'd see Arsenal and Liverpool play each other other in a player for the last Champions League spot at a neutral venue this is because they have exactly the same or would have exactly the same stats same points same goal difference goal scored obviously goals conceded that is incredible that just that they're so similar with the stats you know I understand that we need an enormous result in Middlesbrough winning at Anfield but Jim come on is there a way we could get buying in this (laughs) (laughs) but Jim as an Arsenal fan you'd take that scenario now you'd take it over not qualifying yeah it'd be very nervy but you'd you'd rather but if I said to you now you can now it's like gamble no gamble gamble no gamble now you get the playoff who, who am I playing because it could um, happen with City or Liverpool oh, yeah. gamble no gamble who, you, who Noel, you're offering me you're bringing Noel Edmonds in again it's 50-50 you could get one or the other Or um, you, you, need, you need people to do your well, favour I mean yeah you, you've got to take it the, the one thing that gives me hope that it could happen is you know you, you're expecting Liverpool City and Arsenal to all win um, they're the three favourites there but it doesn't doesn't always pan out that way does it it's not as simple as going oh the bigger teams will win this in the but, Premier League so someone might slip up somewhere but I reckon it might be us at home yeah but I don't think you can get Man City because the, the goal difference is better 
Right. It's, it's the situation. I, th- I think there is some permutation. We'd have to win about 5 0 against Everton. Well, right? okay. the, the most unlikely scenario is if Arsenal beat Everton 1 0 and Man City lost 4 0 against Watford, uh, both of them would have the same points, the same goal difference, the same goal scored, blah, blah, blah. Okay, blah. so it can right. so, so it could happen, but that's extremely well, well, unlikely. I'm not going to make the case for Watford to. I'm, I'm sure we'll come on to Watford and their manager in a minute, but I'm not going to make the case for Watford to do the business. But if you look at that, I think I might have said this before, but if you this season, if you look at the profile of teams that Liverpool have been beaten by, Crystal Palace, Leicester, mm. uh, they lost to Hull, they lost, uh, they lost to Burnley as well, didn't mm. they? So I mean, it's it's not beyond the realms well, of possibility, I, and we've seen teams over and over again, and even this season with Sunderland against Hull, once teams have been relegated, yeah, pressure's off. They, I think yeah. Patrick Bamford's fired up, as, as we we've go. seen. <laughs> he is the incredible Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if he got a hat trick, then Arsenal would be, and Arsenal, you know, did the business and whatnot, it'd be fine. Um, now, however, and I think this is actually the most likely of the three scenarios. Liverpool beat Middlesbrough 3-0. Right, we see that happening. Man City draw 3 all against Watford. Both sides would have the same points, same goal difference, blah de blah So you've got three teams that... Two of the three. They would have to have a playoff, right? Because otherwise, one team goes into the playoff for the Champions League and one goes straight into the the draw. Yeah, yeah. So, so if Arsenal w- were to to do the business and Liverpool um, beat Middlesbrough, as I say, and Man City draw, then I think Arsenal would nip in there. And the others would be. I, I think I'm right in saying so that. much narrative. You don't yeah. sound that sure, Marcus. Yeah, and it's your responsibility. It is. Yeah, <laughs> but if Middlesbrough, uh, but if Man City drew three all with Watford, that could be one of those crazy games. Last game of the season, Watford thinking, "Hey, Mazzari's going. We're loving yeah. that." And Man City like to score a few. They look a bit dodgy at the back. I think that's the one that could happen. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, th- I don't think any of them will happen. Well, uh, we certainly hope they put, do. And I'm putting my my um, I'm putting my uh, my eggs in that basket right now. How good would it be? It would be fantastic. But in, in, in a way, it's almost. You can always imagine the Premier League doing this, just trying to keep the season going. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a thirty-ninth game through the back door, basically. Yeah, it would be fascinating to see a playoff. Um, we were talking about this on Forza Ramble yesterday, weren't we? Just any sort of Premier League playoff, regardless of, of what it was for. I've never seen be, the like. It's not, yeah, well, it's, it's never, never happened, does it? So it's, like, it's, like, it's just always good to see something new, isn't it? It's like yeah. a Champions League referendum. Yes, it is. In a way. Yeah. Um, Arsenal did beat Sunderland 2-0 this week, as we, we said. There were empty seats in apparently a, a Wenger out protest, although the club said 59,510 tickets were sold for the match. I mean, they may well have sold those tickets. They, 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 I mean, We've I, got your money. That's yeah. I, I, I don't know if Arsenal, it's just Arsenal that do this, but I've been to the Emirates a number of times, and they always call out the attendance as a yeah. ticket sold. They don't call out the seats. Yeah, that people we think everyone around. does that. Yeah, right? I, yeah, I'm sure they do. Um, but but um, clearly there weren't that many people in the ground on, on that <laughs> evening. Um I mean, it's funny they picked that game to do it because I mean, it's probably the most boring game around. <laughs> I think I think we set a, probably why. I think yeah. we set a record for uh, for attempts on goal, a Premier League record. Really, could put pick for a good game, didn't he? Yeah, and I think Özil set a record for chances created in a single game. I, I was really confused. I, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously being um, churlish about the, the most boring game around. I don't mean that. I, I understand the reasons behind why they did what they did. Mm. Um, but I found it really interesting what Wenger said earlier the week in the, in the week about um, about teams and players not really doing their best to try and all this sort of stuff I thought that was a little bit strange like a really strange thing to say do you not think it's true though well I, I've spoken to, to one or two people this week and, and, and players and ex-players I've spoken to have, 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 have understandably said it's not true at all it, right. it would never happen and, and, and but well, then so players not trying their yeah, best yeah 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 but we say players are on the beach and all that kind of stuff oh yeah we say that as like a, as like a, you know, a messing around type thing sure. but if, if, you th- if you think about it rationally you think about I mean you go one side or the other with this one is that you look at West Ham against Spurs it's a great mm. example they were hunting in packs they were trying really hard they got the win um, you saw West Ham against Liverpool they weren't very good um, and that they weren't really right at the races but there can be a number of reasons for that and, and the person I spoke to said to me well the thing is a lot of these players at mid-table clubs now um, at this stage of the season a lot of them are playing for their futures really yeah. the turnover of managers is so high and the, the, the sort of um, insecurity in terms of employment is so high you'd have to be, you'd have to be mad to not but then at the same time you sort of think well I'm not sure that might be a bit far-fetched well it could be that those those nerves set in affect the players and you have a have a team like West Brom who you know they're, they're basically safe and they've just fallen off they're in terrible form aren't they they've lost mm. a lot of games of late and I, I wonder if does that sort of nervousness about where am I going to be next season affect their performances and then give the impression that they're on the beach as we say maybe it could be that and, and the thing is the ex-pro I spoke to international footballer ex-international footballer said to me I've never sat in a dressing room where that had happened and if I suspected it had happened I'd be really really unhappy about it maybe. it's just not the cut you, you want whenever a player um, steps on the pitch the, the way they've got to the level they're at now 
they would never have got to that level with that sort of attitude. Yeah. It's just it's just, un, it's just unthinkable to happen. Now, I do think that sometimes you have players um, who who if you like down tools because of a contract situation or because of an individual like issue they want to leave the club. Someone like Payet, and more often than not, they're just not picked yeah. because because the, the team can't can't handle they cannot legislate and cannot afford to have a player not at the races. I don't think anyone's suggesting though that teams sit in a dressing room before a game and go, oh, we won't really bother with this one, lads. No, Is no. it not more of a psychological thing? People are pointed towards. I think it must be a subconscious. Also. Yeah. I, I said, I said um, to him, the, the player I'm not going to name. I said, as the manager of a come in and said, look, last day of the season, whatever, blah blah blah, or, or head of a big cup fund, whatever. Don't get, just make sure you don't get yourself injured today. And he said, no, it's never happened. Never. Mm. So maybe he's protecting his own, well, his own, yeah. His I, own mean, reputation, I, I, I mean, I mean, that, that, that's obviously that individual player that you're talking about, uh, whose name I don't even know, mm. and I'm not asking to know. But uh, I, having spoken to a, a couple of journalists. I remember there was one who said there was a particular player who was a bit of a Premier League journeyman and played for some of the top sides in the Premier League. And he said he suspected that this player just actually wasn't trying. Right. And he said, I, I actually stopped watching the rest of the game and I just had my eyes on him. Right. And he said that player was not trying. Right, okay. That was, for whatever, you know, that, you know, this is all kind of he said, she said sort of stuff. But it, I think... Fascinating I think, stuff, though. Well, mm. it is. I think you're right, Jim. I think that if it's the last day of the season and you've got nothing to play for, then you might not just naturally, as, as a human being, be up for it as you would be for a semi-final yeah. of a cup. They're all playing Monopoly on the pitch. It's the last day <laughs> yeah, of school. Exactly. <laughs> right. Someone's brought a Game Boy in the rich <laughs> <laughs> going back to the game, which uh, is all of them. Yeah, well, it is now. <laughs> going back to the game, though, Everton away. Everton's away form is actually pretty pretty bad. Isn't yeah, it? and mean, they're also not really playing for anything. No, but they're gonna, whatever happens, they're going to finish seventh, aren't they? So, I mean, you'd fancy Arsenal to, to really. I mean, they're going to be so up for it. It's unreal. Mm. And, the, and the interesting little subtext, the narrative and subtext of this, which we also like, maybe oh, yeah. too much. Some would say, and some have said, probably <laughs> fairly. Um, but but, but um, we're going to continue with it. Is the Sanchez versus Sanchez versus Lukaku Golden Boot shootout? Yeah. Mm. I'd expect a hat trick from both players. Uh-huh. Yeah, at least minimum. Minimum. But, but Prove is, you're trying. Exactly. But that, but that is something to be said, though. And I, mm. and I think that if Sanchez's teammates. Obviously, they're playing. Arsenal have got something to play for here, and they need to win that match. You know that that that's that's fairly obvious. So so fair enough. But they, they will want their teammate to win the Golden Boot. Yeah, of course, I'm sure they will. You yeah, know. Of course, and, and he'll, I say he'll want it himself. Sanchez yeah. is a top of character. He'll be up for that. Oh, absolutely. And Sanchez is you know he, he's never not motivated. But you know just, you know the more you can chuck at him for him to to win and go after, then great. And on the other side of the pitch, you have got Lukaku, who's had to who's had to face um, sort of criticism for being a bit of a flat track bully this season, Quite. Not, not producing in the big games. And um, we talked about it a while back, didn't mm. we? Got a couple of goals against Man City. That's about it, isn't it? Something like that. Um, and so he's he's got a real motivation as well to to, to get ahead of potentially. I mean, Everton fans won't thank me for saying this, but potentially ahead of a move to a, perhaps an even bigger club in the summer. So it's all there. It's all there for everyone. Um, Arsenal are four to nine to beat Everton with Bet three six five, and so ten pound will return fourteen pound forty four, including stake. There we are. Uh, Manchester City, of course, playing Watford. Um, Watford will part ways with Walter Mazzari after this yeah. season. Mm. Uh, there was rumours in the media that some uh, players it was suggested wanted to leave if Mazzari stayed yeah and his lack of English hasn't helped matters as well um, I saw a journalist paint a fascinating I forget what it was now paint a fascinating portrait of uh, of of um of Walter Mazzari he sort of described him as this guy who sort of wanders around the uh, the training pitch like chain smoking <laughs> <laughs> but, but at the same time gets the other all the players to just work really hard yeah. you know, he doesn't really um, sort of step in and get involved himself and, and also um, as you just touched on Marcus apparently there's a bit of a barrier between the manager and the players yeah. and I think I think I, the, the article I read I don't know this for sure but the article I read intimated that he sort of um sideline Troy Deeney a bit too much as well who's right. a big figure there obviously mm-hmm. captain and an important player for them as well isn't he and, and he seems like a he's, Troy Deeney's got this reputation I don't know him but he's got this reputation as being this reformed character obviously spent a bit of time inside lost his way a little bit yeah. and is now really um, whenever you hear him on Five Live which he does a little bit here and there talks very sort of impressively about how he's turned his life around and the example yeah. he sets at the club and stuff like that so I wonder if that was a bit of a divide and conquer Mourinho style move by Missouri, well, which may be, not have paid off Troy Deeney's been so crucial he has absolutely for a long time. But just to finish up on that point, though, I mean, it'll be 12 managers in nine years for Watford when they hire their new manager. And that, that sort of Posso family type um, 
model does seem to work very well for them and they're going to yeah, it's so the strange, strange isn't it but the Premier League surely season, it's so. it going to run out at some point but that said they'll probably just make a decision early and, and sack someone halfway through a season and get someone else in and but, it might repeat itself but Jimmy you know I did that special with Professor Chris Bra- Chris mm. Brady I actually asked him about that I said is you know the, 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 the conventional wisdom in, in keeping hold of managers and keeping consistency and stuff um, everyone just seems to assume that that's always the best way and is there actually any evidence for that and he said no there's no evidence for it at all he said that um, there's, a, there's a pretty good measure you can work on which is after eight games or something it's about eight games uh-huh. if the manager is polling or, or, or gaining less than 0.8 points per game you better just to get rid of him there and then oh, he's, wow. he's, he's unlikely to turn it around interesting it, it, and so um, it, it's actually not true that you should always stick with the manager it, and, and, and that's probably why, why, why um, clubs don't so fascinating stuff. It's, it's been an interesting time for Matt Sarri, isn't it? Because he came with a reputation of sort of building quite attacking teams, but uh, we haven't necessarily seen that from Watford. They look a little bit disjointed, and um, I think I think he had a period where he made them train twelve or maybe thirteen days in a row, right. and uh, they get a lot of muscle injuries as well, which right. um, can't be can't be great. Because I mean, they've lost is it Roberto Pereira and. Um, Maro Zarati for you know large chunks of the season as well which isn't great because they're two very good players who could have made a real difference to them and they've perhaps um, that's maybe been overlooked a little bit yeah. it's perhaps a bit of a surprise that he even went to Watford really yeah I mean because because if you think of Matt Sarri's reputation he managed at big clubs I mean it didn't work out from Inter but no, nothing, no one works out at Inter these days <laughs> no. they don't do they <laughs> no. and um, he's, he managed obviously at, at Napoli yeah. and, and did, a, did a decent job and, and so I mean I guess it's a testament to the money on offer in the Premier League is why he's gone to someone like Watford uh, and I'm sure he won't be short of, of job offers again in the future but I remember at the time thinking people were saying this is a bit of a coup for Watford here but well, it was, yeah. it's just not obviously worked out for and, them and he has kept like. them up and actually uh, you know you're, you're right what you say about the, the, the players in, in those those rumours and the, in, the, in the papers and in the articles what it says there although part of me thinks to the Watford board say Walter come on in come on in uh, we asked you to, to definitely keep us up obviously that was that was, was what we wanted to see how how high we could finish you've kept us up good job thanks very much you're done yeah, yeah. Or, or, it wouldn't shock me you know. would they phrase it by saying we could see a lot of exciting opportunities ahead for you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. excellent just maybe knock at what yeah, elsewhere <laughs> yeah. um, but I think what, what uh, Professor Chris Brady said is you know is very very interesting and, and, and nowadays in football you have to keep the players happy, rightly or wrongly. I'm not, not getting into that, but but you do. And we see what happens to even great managers like Mourinho when, when the players get unhappy with them. They think, nah, we're not, we're not, we're not having yes. this, rightly or wrongly. And maybe with, with, a, with a high manager turnover like that, as you say, the statistics and, and sometimes the... Um, the, 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 the opinions of those more learned than ourselves you take that into account and you think maybe it isn't the worst kind of thing to do because we think it is a, a quite abhorrent but you, pre- yeah. you just freshen it up every so often yeah exactly yeah. Mm. unless you have somebody like uh, you know clearly someone like Pochettino at Spurs you'd think you know he could be there for a number of years now mm. and really do something but he's a young ma- manager mm. and, and he's kind of moulding that club uh, you know with his ideals and, and so on and so forth but, but generally speaking a lot of clubs it's not quite like that and for your Watfords and, and those kind of clubs that are kind of scrapping away wanting to try and finish as, just as high as they can in the Premier League uh, it, it could be a worse uh, I, I, situation I, I think um, also these days I mean you, you think back to the traditional sort of figurehead manager who mm-hmm. oversees everything and that was a very much a hallmark of football over the last yeah especially English custodian really yeah exactly and Wenger's probably the last the last of those and Ferguson clearly is a great example of that as well you wonder with um, um, with all the, all the sort of demands on footballers and managers and clubs now commercially you wonder if it's actually even possible for a manager not only A to stick around for that long mm. generally speaking and two to actually be able to do all the roles and perform yeah. them all yeah. without a big support network and so that's maybe what we're seeing now a bit of growing pains around management and how, how the, the, the role itself is now being redefined mm. in, the modern, in the modern era I suppose yeah well and look if a player's not performing well and he has a season or I, I, the reason why I say a season because because of the transfer window mm. that's that dictates the play but if he has a poor season the club think no you're not for us and, and, and sell him yeah well we see a manager is kind of a bit like a player now in that kind of sense perhaps you know the- um, but interestingly Pep Guardiola um he said that if he had had a similar season with Bayern or, or Barcelona, or as he put it, at a big club, <laughs> make what you will of that, uh, he would have been sacked. Now, I know that's different because Bayern are clearly the biggest and best side in Germany. Yeah. So if he did finish, say, third, wherever Manchester City may finish, that's clearly not good enough. Uh, and uh, Barcelona, again, uh, you know, the first 
he's a, he's a must second well depending yeah, it's a, it's on it's a different playing field yeah, yeah exactly he's, completely maybe he's been harsh on himself old Pep he pro- and I think it's probably a little, maybe a little bit of a translation thing there not a translation but the fact that it's not his first language he probably didn't mean to say at a big club no, yeah, yeah, yeah. at another big club or something yeah, yeah, yeah. you can easily see that being the case <laughs> yeah. but the tabloids the tabloids ju- jumped on that yeah um, they jumped on that earlier in the week I remember um, but but and also the fact you've got to factor in how long City took or how hard they worked to get Guardiola in the first place mm. I mean there's no way I mean he could have finished 10th or whatever yeah. and they still would have kept him because they would have believed in him so much because they worked so hard to get him and took so mm. long to, to bring him to the club in the first instance also it's very different isn't it because at Barcelona you know that club has been built up to Partially by him, you know, because he'd been there a long time before he actually took over as as, as manager. So, like, the, the you know, everything was ready for him to succeed when he first took over officially at Bayern. They were just off the back of a treble winning season, so everything was in place. This city team needs rebuilding. I don't, th- I don't think there are many sort of you know city fans that would that would argue with that too sort of um too aggressively. It does need some work done to it, and it has to be a long term project for Guardiola. That's what, that's what they want from him, and I'm sure they're I'm sure they're they're. Reasonably happy with how it's gone, you know they'd probably want to have won something, but it's it's not been a disaster, is it? There's another dimension to this as well, which is the Barcelona and Bayern Munich example. You're talking about two teams that are already super clubs. Yeah, was that Man City? I, I don't mean to denigrate them, but they're still making that transition into being a super mm. club, and they want that type of manager to take them there, don't they? Definitely. Um, and so I, I fully imagine that Guardiola will be there as long as as long as it takes. Mm. It's funny, isn't it? At the start of the season, the headline was all, all about how it's going to be Pep versus Jose, and it just hasn't really panned out that way, has it? No. They're, they're rarely sort of they've really threatened each other yeah it's true um, although I tell you one man who would have been happy if Guardiola lost his job would have been Joe Hart yeah. yeah yes I will come back I think let's give it another go <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to talk more Premier League of course after this if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place with linkedin you can hire professionals like a professional Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. While you're sitting at work punching them numbers into them boxes, why not head on over to the footballramble.com and have a gander? You'll find more highlights than a night of crystals. Welcome back to the preview show, everybody. It's now time for emails with that man, Luke Moore. Yeah, I will take the emails in Pete Darson's absence. Did you put them in your um, email bag? I, I did put them in my email bag, and I've taken them up out ahead of time as well. So <laughs> bear with me here. Um, we've got a long one to start with, as the actor said to a bishop. Um, I only said that because Marcus was drinking water at the time, so I thought I'd try and stitch him up. Yes, this one's from Mark Haywood, who's emailed actually fairly recently. You guys may remember when I tell you he opens the email by saying, Gents, no talk of horse gingering this time, I promise. Uh, Thank you, Mark. He says, Marcus' comments regarding Antonio Conte's absolute focus on his job, him having not even seen much of London, were impressive. However, I may take him up on that. You'd probably expect that from most top-level managers' point that Uh you made. Mm. In response to this, I relay a recent tale I heard regarding none other than Mr. Harry Redknapp. (laughs) (laughs) Did I say top-level manager? Yeah, you did. Mm -hmm. Fair point. I mean, I'm going to carry on with the email. (laughs) Top-level manager. A bunch of us got into a conversation about who had met the most famous football person. One mate whipped out his phone to proudly show us a picture of himself with none other than Harry. He met him back in 2014 at a convention in Amsterdam. 
Harry was apparently doing a bit on the side as a brand ambassador for a company. He was, of course, QPR manager at the time. And combining the date stamp on the photo with a little research shows that it was just a matter of days, and I mean days, before QPR's opening game of the 2014-15 season, <laughs> their first back in the top flight. My mate recalled the conversation <laughs> quite well, asking Harry what he was doing there, just saying hello to everybody, and inquiring if he should in fact be back at the club preparing for the season. To which Harry replied, and I'm paraphrasing here, no, it's not healthy to be there the whole time. <laughs> I get away occasionally to do other things and I encourage the players to do the same it actually makes us more focused to be honest yeah. putting aside the perhaps questionable arrangement of this um, 2014-15 would of course be the season that Harry left in February with the team in 19th with them going on to finish the last position to be relegated to the championship from which they are yet to return good thing Harry stayed focused who knows what could have happened yeah, well, he'd, right. have, he'd have kept them up though wouldn't Excuse he had he, had he stayed the whole time probably we know. Uh, uh, somebody um, a very very well respected journalist um, another one that I was, I was chatting recently uh, was um, we're name dropping all over the place well like, like, you, you shouldn't say that sure. job title dropping yeah yeah true enough um, but he uh, was sat with Redknapp um, at a at dinner recently and he was just talking football tactics and, and that kind of thing and uh, he was asking Redknapp about the game that because uh, well, Redknapp was in charge of Spurs and did well there yeah. uh, the game where Spurs went 2-0 down away to Arsenal came back and won 3-2 and he said oh you know what was the chat at half time and blah 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 and Redknapp couldn't remember the game <laughs> really that's <laughs> which, crazy which is, wow. well, he has managed a lot of games to be fair and he's got yeah. old now yeah, but that game yeah, yeah. that's a that should big be one. one of the one of his jewels I know yeah true listen I've got another one here from AJ he says hi chaps couple of anecdotes on the subject of footballers tipping and random acts of kindness in the glory days of the early 2000s a simpler time and while a student at Nottingham University me and my mates would regularly uh, spot Forest and England legend uh, Des Walker oh, at various student nights in the city one night fueled by one pound pints me and a couple of friends proceeded to talk to old Des about a variety of football and non-footballing topics as the night ended we all left the bar together to head on to the nearest kebab shop where Des kindly bought all three of us a chicken shish kebab including salads nice. you, get salad, you get salad for free anyway yeah. very generous of him and much appreciated by our skint students another night outside the same bar and again full uh, again full of heavily discounted lager I spotted former lead striker Noel Whelan oh, chatting yeah. to a couple of hotties after five minutes me talking to him and annoying him he put his hand in his wallet and pulled out a crisp £20 note and offered it to me on the proviso I left him alone <laughs> <laughs> suffice to say I took the money and headed to the kebab shop yeah of course Great. Uh, he said good times um, well, he met up with Des Walker and got another free one he ends the email saying keep up the doodling cheers AJ yeah, we would oh, thanks AJ um, he also back in the motherland of Essex I once played a season in front of someone I believe you know the one and only Pav great man great keeper mm. the ex-football ramble keeper no less that's right name dropping himself AJ there um, and I've got uh, a couple <laughs> quick ones here uh, lads first time I email a long time listener uh, listened to Monday show uh, and particularly enjoyed Sven having his own music collection mm. to my delight slash horror I'm scrolling through Facebook and I saw the attached picture yes that's right Noel Edmonds is at it as well with his own calming music collection <laughs> oh, no. I haven't heard it but I think we can all agree it will be terrible he'll play it mm. at his house party it also seems like it could be yet another other thing Noel has done before Pete yeah do you reckon he asked the universe to curate it for him he probably did that's from Grant Hall a, a Toon fan in, in, in New York and this final one from Andy he says back in 2006 I worked at a rather fine wine bar in Wimbledon Village called The Common Room a favoured venue for local football folk including the then Fulham manager Chris Coleman mm. whose then wife owned a neighbouring boutique a regular at the bar he would always leave change from a £20 note as a tip on one day the Fulham squad came in for an afternoon card game and bottles of beer and shots of archers uh, <laughs> rowdy as hell led by the shamelessly loud Jimmy Bullard the bar remained empty all day as people came in took one look at them and immediately left the £300 tip left by the squad more than made up for it though yeah. that's from Andy there you go not more footballers tips not, not too bad too I wouldn't like shabby. to uh, I don't know if I'd like to go on a full beery session with Jimmy Bullard no it would be, a bit, a bit it'd be fun to start with but full get, on. yeah he'd win <laughs> and I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Marvellous. Thank you very much for your emails there, everybody. Uh, why don't you bring your emails just in your hand to Hackney Empire on the 27th of May? Mm. Fashion them into a paper aeroplane well, and throw them on stage. I mean, that might be a bit odd. <laughs> throw them at Pete. All right, don't do that. it seem less weird. Yeah, yeah well, considering what we're going to throw at the audience, they might want to throw... Well, less of that the best Saturday, um, <laughs> Saturday 27th of May Hackney Empire still tickets available um, so you yeah, get yourself down there I mean there'll probably still be a few tickets left um, uh, on payday as well I expect but on Monday um, we're going to send an email out to the people who've won the tickets for free mm. so look out for that um, but yeah get yourself down there it's going to be great oh and be before great. we move on from the emails completely Gavin yep. Baker was also in touch to let us know there's a grand medieval joust taking place at Leeds Castle Ooh. next weekend uh, one for the fans of the old uh, medieval weaponry chat couldn't let that go unsaid wonderful Leeds Castle 
castle is in Kent. It is. Just in case uh, people yeah. head up to the wrong In case people street. head there without checking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just driving to Leeds. I'm sure the castle's there somewhere. Yeah. It'll be obvious when I get there. There's a castle. It'll be people, massive. People always say that. Oh, you know, Leeds Castle's in Kent. You yeah. think, okay, well, it's not going to be confusing, is it? Because you're going to check before you go. It's, uh, that's right. That's right. You don't, you're not doing a valuable public service there, Speller, is what I'm saying. Now, ladies and gentlemen. The race for eighth place, is it? We turn our attention away from the top four to the race for eighth place in the Premier League. It's the big one. It is the big one. Um, Nothing to do with Kent or Leeds. No. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was destined to go to Tony Pulis's West Brom, but they've lost six of their last seven, yeah. scoring just three times in that period. I mean, it's on the beach, you can almost you can almost um, calibrate it perfectly for when you said they were going for Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they yeah they obviously didn't want to. Do you want an update on how far off a Champions League spot they are now? I think we all know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's twenty eight points. Twenty eight points. Yeah. Twenty eight points. Dreams over, mate. More than Sunderland have got all season. <laughs> For perspective. Well, at the time of recording, Southampton occupy eighth. Leicester, Leicester play Spurs tonight, so eighth, eighth spot looks unlikely to change hands. Um, if Leicester don't get hammered, they'll be in contention. So Southampton are in pole position, and they face Stoke. West Brom, they're away to Swansea, mm-hmm. and Leicester at home to Bournemouth, fellow eighth place contenders. Oh, what an eighth place battle that is! Yeah. I mean, I, really, you got to look at Southampton as the favourites for that battle of the South think? Coasters. Sometimes, Jim, you have to build your own narrative. You quite, yeah, <laughs> very much so. We've been doing it for years. Yeah. I mean, if if Leicester do get anything at Spurs they'll have, they'll have a decent yeah. chance well going back to Leicester right just w- while we're talking about them so not going back to them uh, did you see Jan Cormigan sc- scored the penalty um, mm. at the weekend for uh, for Reading wasn't yeah, it right. to go through do you remember it was him that missed that Penenka penalty for Leicester in the playoff final playoff semi-final against Cardiff in 2010 I don't remember that we've been talking do you remember was he, it not Watford no it was wasn't it was, it was for Leicester like, no st- no no is it against Watford no it was against Cardiff oh sorry, sorry. stuff was it against Watford at that <laughs> club yeah, it does we, we had the email didn't we seen it from a Stoke fan saying that yeah. this is what's happened to Stoke essentially we've finished bang 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 every se- every yeah. season this is what's happened to Leicester in the same period yeah. of time yeah. but so I mean it does happen just nice to see him actually put one away even did though we're still not a brilliant penalty did you know that Leicester Castle's in Surrey <laughs> <laughs> um, just what, what, you mentioned Swansea I quite like Swansea's price to beat West Brom uh, this weekend oh, yeah. they're evens with better 365 so it's a double your money deal £10 there returns £20 including the stake I think Swansea are cock a hoop at the moment and West Brom yeah. are in terrible form do you like the fact that Paul Clement is going to wait for Chelsea and, the, and well all the season to finish and then have a go and try and get John Terry to, to sign for the Swans yeah there's talk of that there's also talk of Bournemouth isn't there for Terry there is or, or Terry himself so that he, that he might uh... can I make an ill-advised prediction yeah I think John Terry will get massively found out if he signs for any other Premier League club I think I think you saw him against um, against Watford. Yeah. He looks so slow. He's thirty six mm. now. I know, I'm, I, and I'm not denigrating the guy. He's an amazing career. He's fantastic. Mm. One of the best Premier League defenders ever. Yeah, you know, one of the best defenders in Europe of his generation. Mm. No, no question about that. But he looks so slow now. Mm. It's unreal. And I think it'll be. I think teams should act with absolute caution before they sign him. I think he's. You know, he's put that story out there that he might retire for good reason. I think he probably will. We've all had rumours though. We've had rumours a couple of, when it was first announced. We had rumours that he'd already done a deal with West Brom. People have said Bournemouth as well, haven't they? Yeah. And now you know you're talking about talking well, about. Well, Paul Swansea. Clement says that he's going to try and get Terry to sign for him. But I, I wouldn't. I, I'm just saying, for, it's, you know, it's a layman's point of view from watching him. I just think he looks too slow now for the Premier League. But um, one thing it is worth mentioning is the fact that he is clearly going to be a hugely. Um, a hugely valuable member of, of any team he goes to and just in terms of his experience and how good he can be around mm. the club and stuff like that so that's why he might be better off just staying at Chelsea and being part of it there I'm sure they wouldn't stop him yeah definitely definitely yeah. Uh, Manchester United play Crystal Palace uh, which uh, doesn't have any bearing on anything which is what Jose Mourinho is trying to say he wants this one moved to help them with the Europa League of course all the games are playing, being played on the Sunday he wants it moved um, to the Saturday well he's been even more dramatic than that isn't he he hasn't yeah. even said that he said I would like it moved but I haven't asked the Premier League because I know when a battle yeah. is already there's, lost there's no point yeah. everywhere else in Europe you know, there might sulk. be a point it's a real sulk isn't it but also think about those Palace fans who've booked all their travel up to Manchester well, for exactly. that day hmm. I mean, yeah exactly I mean saying we are sixth Palace are safe it doesn't matter I mean you've still got to play the game exactly. absolutely yeah. it's, it's really childish and undignified and I've, I've said this a few times in the last few weeks but it's like it's just getting more and more sort of like just undignified well, it, it is undignified is the word uh, saying things like uh, you know requesting that Big Sam shows that he's a good friend to Mourinho I love that, that yeah, those quotes that, are so funny it's, but that, I, I know he's saying that under the sort of the cloud of a joke but you know you know what he's like with his mind well, games Jim, let me finish he says um, he, he wants him to go slow and tell Zahar to go slow leave Ben 
Benteke at home. I hope he goes soft on us. It's <laughs> madness. It's pathetic. <laughs> it, I mean, it really is. Like, By a man who's managing the most expensive squad in history. Can you imagine Sir Alex Ferguson saying something like yeah. that? No. I mean, don't get me wrong. Ferguson loved a mind game and he loved to try but and pull Ferguson the strings. Would, Ferguson would say this. this in a more dignified stuff. way. No, 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 not even that. Ferguson okay. would say this stuff if... He knew his team needed to get something, and another yeah. team somewhere yeah. needed yeah, to yeah, get yeah. something. Just almost in the way that Wenger sort of did it in a ham-fisted way about this Liverpool Man City thing. Yeah. That's what Wenger was essentially doing, mm-hmm. wasn't he? When we talked earlier about Wenger talking about teams not trying hard. Mm-hmm. He wants to get the other team to, to try really hard against Liverpool and Man City. Yeah. So that, that that type of thing, Ferguson used to do that all the time. Yeah. Um, and he also used to have a few battles with the FA and the Premier League mm. here and there for in terms of, of scheduling and that sort of thing too. But um, yeah, just it doesn't. If you're essentially saying the game doesn't matter. Just play, play what you're going to do and play a load of young players, which is play basically a load what of Nicky Butts Academy players. Well, that's what he's going to do anyway, isn't he? He's going to play a load of, load I like of players how he put, heard of. He said Nicky Butts Academy youngsters. Now, well, clearly, Nicky Butt is uh, you know, in charge of some of the academy teams and whatnot. It's not Nicky Butts Academy. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's a load of like defensive midfield. Has he got the franchise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be fantastic. That would be great. But Mar- Pele loves it. He's a patron. Oh, yeah, Mourinho's done a bit of all this before. He's done a bit of. Um, Red Nap always used to do it at Portsmouth I'm sure I've mentioned it before but when Red Nap wanted to give a sort of s- signal to the chairman that he wanted some more cash mm. he used to always put two goalkeepers on the bench mm. yeah so yeah. I'd, I'd not get anyone up to standard to play <laughs> on the bench so I've got two keepers on yeah. there there's absolutely no point putting two keepers I thought, on there I thought you were going to say when he when he signals to the chairman that he'd literally do that those kind of hand signals you see people down at the dogs doing yeah up right to the stands yeah, yeah, the chairman yeah. trying to communicate with yeah. him that way and and uh, Mourinho even though he's you know like I say he's, he's spent an awful lot of money um, he, Mourinho still isn't really very happy with the squad he isn't happy the amount of games about to play and all this other stuff but I mean you know it's Man United but no one's going to have sympathy for you and, no. it, and, it, and you wonder what I mean they're going to have to have a big season next season I mean it's, it's basically going to be shit or bust from, from the United yep. next season under Mourinho yep. there's no there's no. I mean even if they have the League Cup and the, and, and the Europa League and, and he's talking about the Europa League being a big deal because United never won it mm. and all the other stuff but realistically it's not going to be acceptable for them to not finish in the Champions League spots next season despite what happens with the Europa League mm. I don't know if you guys agree but that's no, I do how, absolutely. That's I, see, yeah. I do agree um, Graham Souness made some interesting points he wasn't having any of Mourinho's claims that his players are tired now obviously his players are human beings so they can get tired and there's a yeah. lot of games but but soon as himself said he never felt tired during his playing days and he said it's not that different to, to you know what it was now make what you will of that but he, he seemed to think that players only start feeling tired after poor results and when they're feeling sorry for themselves it's, regardless of what Graham Souness has achieved in the game and you know mm. how much more knowledgeable about football he is than any of us isn't there something fundamentally absurd about any human claiming to have never been tired yeah <laughs> well even a specific context he's talking about yeah, I know you can remember mean, he played for Liverpool sides who were going far in the European Cup yeah. and, and they didn't have they didn't have the fitness like they do today and they have the nutrition and they have the pitches mm. and they have the, 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 uh, the, um, the technology the facilities all mm. that stuff but at the same time they probably didn't play as many games as far as I'm aware yeah. no they didn't play as many games I, I, I don't know whether this is soon as being his old cantankerous sort of self and sticking the boot in, or maybe he has got a point I, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure it, it, it smacks us of the, the you know the the past was better brigade, but, but, but yeah, it does a little bit. But the thing the thing with the with the tiredness and, and, and the squad, and stuff, it's up to Mourinho as a manager to manage a squad. Now, and they've had a lot of games. They've had a lot of games because they're winning things and they've played. They've gone far in the League mm. Cup and they've gone far in the Europa League. And you know that you know the the remit when you start. If you want if you mm-hmm. want to win things, we said this. I said this a week ago. But Chelsea played six nine games on the Benitez when they won the Europa League. Yeah. Still, they still came third. They didn't spend anywhere near the sort of money that said some of the, the United mm-hmm. have. Um, so it happens and it's up to you to manage the squad mm. you know, you, and Mourinho's got a really bad track record when it comes to bringing on youngsters and bringing them through and getting them ready and if he maybe had been a bit better at that he'd have players there who'd go and do a job and the fact is whatever happens in this game if United get beaten 3-0 at home by Palace one, it's not going to be a ridiculous surprise because United have had a poor season. Two, it's going to be forgotten about four days later when they play in the Europa League. Yeah. So th- it's not really going to matter. Nothing can change where they're going to finish. So it just needs to get on with it. And, and I think um, the fact that they've had the, uh, the isn't it a record dra- amount of draws for a Premier League season? 15. Yeah. Um, well, a 1-1 draw at Old Trafford is 6-1 to one on Bet365. So £10 return, £70 including the stake. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see another one. I don't think Big Sam and his boys are going to go soft on them. No. no. They don't know how to. Um, Sam, Big Sam would absolutely relish a chance of winning that Old Trafford, mm. whatever the Oh, of course he was, yeah, of course he did. Big Sam was rubbishing the FA's uh, suggestion of bringing uh, bands in retrospectively for diving as well. Do we yeah, see that? That was a really, a really um, interesting development, and one I'm very thankful that came in before we did the show. Yeah, um, because I, I instinctively think this is probably quite a good thing because I'm I don't really like. Um, 
the idea of having the video officials doing it during the game as I've said to yeah. you guys before but the two managers I've seen comment on it so far have been Paul Clement and Sam Ardox and they've both been vehemently against it mm. so it's, 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 it's a strange uh, situation to, 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 for them to be commenting on it in that way because you'd hope that they'd want um, you'd want you'd want everything to be to be, to be correct yeah, right? but, to do the right thing because the actual the offence that they're introducing is deceiving a referee isn't it Yeah, it's you know successfully deceiving a referee which obviously can only be, really be punished after the fact so yeah, it's interesting because I, I, I thought that would have been welcome with open arms we see people talk about it a lot. I think it's hard to police, and I think also yeah. it would ch- change the. I don't know. This is, and this is not me saying, you know, British players don't die; foreigners do. I'm not saying that. But if if those that law was introduced in England, when England then go and play in in tournaments. It, it does make it a little bit more tricky for some of those England players. Will we not see other European leagues follow suit, though, do you think? I don't think so. I don't well, think, I, well the, the law, I mean, just to give people a bit of an in, insight, because on the FA's website itself, they, they've published a statement today. It says, where there is clear and overwhelming evidence to suggest a match official has been deceived by an act of stimulation... Uh, stimulation? <laughs> Oh, well, <laughs> about time. Well, by, enough of that. By an act- Refs pitch intense. <laughs> <laughs> by an act of simulation, and as a direct result, the offending player's team has been awarded the penalty and or an opposing player has been dismissed, the FA will be able to act retrospectively under its fast-track system. Mm. So it, it remains to be seen how, what, what comes out in the wash and, and, and what, what happens. It's, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good development, I think, but I, I don't really necessarily like the idea of the game being stopped and, and the game looking completely different and feeling completely different with regards to video um, video technology so this to me looks a bit like a sort of maybe an acceptable halfway house to see how it goes yeah. but the reason Adice and Clement are against it is because they both clearly are on record saying they want video technology so and I yeah. imagine most people in the game do want video technology certainly mm. in my experience of speaking to people they do so that's probably why they're a bit disappointed by it mm. Mm. there's also a bit um, part of the rule which, which states that um, the FA um, if the charge is either admitted or you know the, the player's found guilty, they have the they reserve the right to actually not punishment. So there's a tiny hint there that you know if you if you admit it, right. if you admit it, and you publicly shame yourself, we might let you off. It's the lies we can't stand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, listen, don't stimulate other players on the pitch. No, it's not on because it can be retrospectively punished. <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me uh, do we have a bet of the week Luke? we do Michael Laurie is still in the hot seat as you guys uh, are undoubtedly still aware um, and he says evening gentlemen for my second and hopefully not last week in the hot seat I've decided to go for a slightly more ambitious bet I reckon Arsenal minus 1 v Everton and Man City minus 1 v Watford at 3.2 to 1 as they both look for Champions League places seems decent value to me on a side note, I hope it isn't Arsenal Wenger's last game at Emirates for nostalgic reasons, as he's been the Arsenal manager for literally two months longer than I've been alive, mm-hmm. rude, which is particularly mental in modern football. <laughs> Cheers, Michael. So, to recap, our bet of the week with Bet365 is Arsenal minus one to beat Everton and Man City minus one to beat Watford at 3.2 to one. Uh, it's, which, so, £50 returns £210, including stake, um, with all pros, uh, proceeds going to Prostate Cancer UK. Uh, you must be over the age of 18 to gamble, and please gamble responsibly. And for more information, go to gamblerware.com. Co.uk. There it is. Good luck, uh, Michael. Mm. Very much so. Uh, let's look at. Let's look ahead to the weekend with Jim Campbell. Yeah, let's um, diving straight in. Chris Brain says what he's looking forward to is Jose to field ten training cones and Wayne Rooney, so eleven training cones <laughs> for their match against Palace. Fair enough. Uh, James Bertie Bertram says sorting my fishing gear out so I'm ready to fill the Saturday afternoon void that is left at the end of the season with cider, barbecue, and potentially a fish or two. Just kidding. I'm rubbish and never catch anything. That's, <laughs> that's probably the best way to do it, James. Because how would you like it if you? Were just walking along past a pond and a fish just dragged you in it left you there for a bit and then chucked you back up stop bullying fish that's what I'm saying I, I, it's no, weird. I, I think you'd be relieved if they chucked you back, back up well you would yeah. yeah but the whole experience would still be quite the ordeal wouldn't yeah. it you've not heard of the food chain Jim <laughs> <laughs> so uh, John McNamara says after spending the past week listening to Sheffield Wednesday fans tell me about how many tickets they're going to get for the playoff final I'm going to visit an owl sanctuary and smugly stick two fingers up at all of the wizened old owls fair enough um, <laughs> strong view Views on owls from John McNamara there. John Hegarty says Liverpool scoreless draw with Borough. That's it, John. Let's make it happen. Yeah. And um, finally, Dan Bamber says, and this is amazing. I don't know about this weekend, but I'm looking forward to Liverpool playing Sydney in Australia on Wednesday. Yeah. That's just three days after their last Premier League match and before United play in the Europa League final. So yeah, that's, that's quite something. Stephen Gerrard's playing in that game. 
Yeah, because Klopp was talking about how happy he is to manage Steven Gerrard, isn't he? <laughs> is that right? I saw him interviewed saying that. Yeah, he's delighted. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to Friday night French second tier football. This is great. This is um, absolutely brilliant. Right on the final day of the of the season in in the French second tier, six teams can still win the league. Yeah, three points separates first to sixth. Two will be promoted to league, of course, and one goes into a playoff with a league side. It's That's stunning amazing. stuff. Six and, and teams are battling out the team for the title. In, none of the top six are playing each other either. Yeah, which is like a straight shootout. Yeah, oh yeah. And the team in sixth has got a better goal difference than the team top. It's, wow! So it couldn't be better. It could not be better. <laughs> Fantastic! Great it's stuff. glorious. It's absolutely Friday glorious. night. That should be that. That is a Friday night in par excellence. Mm, well done, um, France. Um, one thing that really caught my eye this week, um, and I thought I'd mention it in this part of the, the show. I know it's not really looking ahead to the weekend, but it's a bit of a highlight. Is did you see um, the Rangers Aberdeen game? Two one Aberdeen. Yeah, but there was a there was a bit where an yep. Aberdeen player. Oh, okay. Right, an Aberdeen player had a shot on the volley. And it flew into the stand. Right, <laughs> and um, there's like a little bit of commotion and nothing sort of happened. Uh, and the camera zooms in on the stand and there's this absolute like wee gadgy has got the ball he's legging it down the thing <laughs> legging it down the concourse legs it down the stairs just goes and he's away and this other, this other fan tries to stop him he just shrugs him off and legs <laughs> nice. it and then like I would be a bit of a stoppage because we need to get another ball that's that superb yeah. um, that was Aberdeen's first win at Ibrox since 1991 I believe wow and uh, Derek McInnes because before the game I think um, the Rangers manager was I think he was having a dig at Aberdeen or something and Derek McInnes was just like it's pathetic what's he talking about you know and when beat them there you go lovely result for the dandies um, Kashina's got a bit of work to do then, hasn't he really? he's got a lot of work to do yeah. I'd say to catch so, Rogers Celtic someone was telling me that they were at a um, they were at a, uh, a sort of dinner thing uh, a Rangers dinner thing uh-huh. and it was a day after or, the, or even possibly the evening that Rangers beat um, or that Celtic beat Rangers in the old firm mm-hmm. most recently and um, they called up uh, Kashina to uh-huh. say a few words at this dinner for all these Rangers fans and apparently he just massively blamed all the players who were also there did he? just said oh yeah it's that lot's fault your shit your shit I will sort it out next season don't worry but yeah what can I do apparently massively oh, sort right, of like the river yeah. it's like a positive David Moyes I know, I know right <laughs> Outrageous. Yeah. My goodness. Uh, any more for any more? Nothing from me. Jim, nope. you looking forward to Arsenal nipping into the top four? I am hoping for Arsenal to do that. Yeah, we shall see. I'd love it. It would annoy those Vega out people so it? much. Wouldn't it? Top four FA Cup final win. Yeah. Yeah. And you've annoyed all the right, Vega Flipped over and went, what are you worried about? Vega <laughs> <laughs> just came out, new contract sign, looked down the looked down the barrel of the lens and just went, trust me. He just walked out walked out of the tunnel with some sunglasses on. Yeah. Da na 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 na. <laughs> this is how we do yeah. a, thug, a thug life meme off that yeah. internet yeah he's, he's put together a video of his head on some old like movie scene yeah yeah. or someone else has yeah. no doubt um, there it is ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening to the preview show sponsored by Bet365 it's been an absolute pleasure we're going to be back of course at the start of next week with our Premier League season predictions yes that's going to be intriguing mm. well the results not, of the predictions yeah, it would be mad yeah. to predict it if, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could do that yeah in fact, that gives me an idea. Pete still wouldn't get any of them right. Oh, well, I don't think I would. Remember last time we did predictions? I'll say this. I'll leave you with this. A penis will be seen. Yeah, that was at the Euros. <laughs> Didn't he win the predictions? He did. Yeah, he, yeah, did, he did. Yeah. With yeah. that, could win it again. Uh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Have a lovely weekend.